0: Andrew's going to come up and he's going to interview a couple of fake, who, uh, Christian uh, folk who are um, in different areas of work and find themselves with uh, some uh, authority. So, Andrew, I think you're going to take over this. Thanks very much, Paul. Yeah, I thought, um, thanks, Andy. Andy Brockie and Chris Larvey are going to join me. We thought it might be encouraging in the evening services from time to time to hear from real people rather than just from us. So, uh, Andy, you're a real person. <laughs> Half real. And Chris, you're sort of a real person. So we'll have you as well. Um, do grab a seat and um, this is carefully rehearsed of course um, just first of all just before we get on to your work Chris, just how long have you been a Christian and, and um, what
1: sort of work are you in? Um, I've been a you need to use the microphone oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I've been a Christian for 40 years and I'm a surgeon I operate on people's backs for 50% of my time and I do research and the research is mainly on children with disabilities in very poor countries in Africa. Great.
0: Uh, Andy, I happen to know how long you've been a Christian, because I knew you when you were quite early on as a Christian, but how old were you actually when you gave your life to Jesus?
2: Uh, well, in a way, I've um, I grew up in a church family. So, uh, but I did have a major impact from a certain curate who came for his first curacy um, in Christchurch, Cot Fosters,
0: when uh, I was probably sixteen or seventeen. That's right. And That's we go back a long way. And you poor you. Then you find that I end up as vicar of your church. Right. <laughs> anyway, Andy, what do you do? What do you do for a living?
2: Um, I'm a. Uh, director of a business services company. Um, uh, it's a FTSE 100 company. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not a main board director. I work for one of the uh, subsidiaries on the, uh, uh, the sales side. Um, but we have 62,000 employees, so it's quite a big, uh, big operation.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, how many people are you sort of in charge of? Um, well directly
2: about 150 but we have a sales target of about four billion pounds of contracts to win in a year so it's quite a challenging operation okay so
0: you you, what Paul was talking about tonight is highly relevant to your life yeah Chris you're both an educator as well as a clinician and an ex-missionary how many people are you responsible for
1: nothing like that number. (laughs) I've got a couple of research fellows and a couple of registrars and a a, a, a junior doctor called an F2, if you know what that means. It's not actually... I I come probably under here under false pretenses because I don't actually have any slaves. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's not what I'd heard. No, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What... Chris, first of all, with with you, with your work in the medical world, what what are the real challenges for you as a Christian, both in terms of a clinician perhaps also, but also as someone responsible for those um, down the pile a little bit, stepping out into the medical world? What what are the big challenges for you as a Christian? Challenges and
1: opportunities perhaps? Well, firstly, there's the challenges that I think you have in any job. You know, there's always a tendency to a bit of gossip, especially as um, surgeons, you think, he's a bad operator or she's a bad operator. And the challenge to not take part in that gossip or to say, actually, no, we, we don't have the right to say that. Um, and gossip must be part of every job. Um, the challenge to be really fair on those who, you're, who, 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 are, un, who are under you, who's, who rely on you for a reference... And who, who are at various formative stages in their career, and I think that, that chapter four verse one is really important for us dealing with dealing with people who are, are in training. Yeah. Um, there's big challenges in again in any in any career in surgery. It is possible to earn an awful lot of money, and it is always tempting to say, actually, I'll just throw myself into into private work and, and earning a lot of money. Mm. And it's a challenge to actually t- say, w- w- what, would God, what would God want me to do in this job? Mm.
0: Okay. What about you, Andy? I, I, I would imagine that one of the pressures on you, at your husband and father, four children, is, is just the pressure to work too hard.
2: I think, I think that is right. And, and yet, I'm very conscious that what Paul said, I mean, the family are great, and I do have to give a fair bit of me to work. Um, But also, those staff who are also working very, very hard need a lot of support at times. And uh, I think it's making sure that you're also there for them when the pressures are on and they're perhaps panicking or worried or whatever. We had a conversation once with our financial modelers. These are the very clever guys who build these very complicated Excel spreadsheets, uh, deals that are... ...probably hundreds of millions of pounds... ...and sometimes we find errors very late in the day... ...and uh, so the question with the modelers was... What, what, ...what are you going to do if you find an error... ...very late in the day? And one of them from Yorkshire said... ...I'll tell Andy, it's like talking to me mum... ...and I thought actually that was a very important thing... ...that he said and if I can achieve that... Yeah. ...then that for me is very, very important.
0: Yeah. Uh, thing you find most difficult as a Christian... I think it's probably a bit like
2: Chris says. I mean, um, it's where there's either gossip or people wanting to take moral stances that are different from the ones I would uh, want to take. And I have a privilege of interacting a lot with our main board. Um, There's a very big focus on money, as you'd expect, in a big corporation. Um, And it's sort of knowing when to speak up and when I perhaps have to just keep my counsel for another day. But actually, I think... I sometimes wondered why I ended up in an organization like I have, um, but I've been aware over the years how I've been able to be used and had the chance to speak up mm. and really um, perhaps offer a different viewpoint or a different way of doing things. And in fact, um, they tease me. They call me the moral guardian. Ah.
0: <laughs> so everybody knows you're a Christian?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Chris, everybody know you're a Christian?
1: Yes, they, yes they do. Um, we, well, everyone has opportunities in their job to share their faith. I have to say, it, it, if anyone here has been to an operating theatre, you'll know that we do a lot of talking. and there's, uh, there's... Normally we're asleep, the rest of us, at that moment. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is, so there is, an op- there is an opportunity, as the surgeon in charge, to, 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 to start conversations. And, so, and it's, a, it's a real opportunity. It's a wonderful opportunity. To, to to spend time with people and you know obviously while you're operating and not taking your mind off the spinal cord too much. <laughs> How many people have you led to Christ during an operation? <laughs> Actually, there is one, but it's a long <laughs> but it's a but it's a long story. Um, just to, just wanted to say that I I think that being a Christian is does make me a better surgeon but but there's brilliant surgeons who aren't christians as well and there's in the in the national health service there's a, a a change over the last two years which has been wonderful and that is to just before an operation to get everybody together to say who are you who are you who are you and everyone says their name from the cleaner to the assistants, to the most junior nurses, and we all say what what each other's Christian names are and we say what we're going to do. Then we talk over what's going to happen during the operation. And that's not a Christian thing, but it's a wonderful way in which uh, people can be respected. And uh, I use that little opportunity to have a time to say a little prayer uh, for the patient, for the staff, and for myself. Great. Great.
0: Andy, just last question really. I mean, a lot of people think of going into uh, industry or business or city finance world. The word rat race is constantly used and that, 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 you know, people look at it from the outside and it looks as if people are climbing up at the expense of other people. Ambition is prominent. Ambition for position and status, more money. Are these the driving forces in the world that you live and how challenging is that for you as a Christian and for your teams, really?
2: Um, I think it's probably... I mean, it's certainly there. It's, um, it's certainly important for, for people to progress. I think I'm very fortunate. My company, um, once you peel back the covers, um, the values are very close to what I think we'd often articulate as wanting to see as Christians about valuing other people, having fun, um, putting family first, um, uh, you know... There aren't many lengths to which people wouldn't go. Um, Two of my daughter's confirmations, I had a fast car waiting in London to bring me back out of London for the confirmation, then back in (laughs) to uh, finish the work I was on. But, you know, people recognize that actually um, that is important. I think the bit that that is the more Christians who are involved in business, the more opportunity we have chance to make business do what it needs to do uh, for others. Um, I've been very fortunate through some of my work life to have a chance to really get the stuff that um, CAFTA does with charities, CAFTA does with um, voluntary organisations, much more front and centre in terms of the way things work. So I really encourage people to think about it as an opportunity.
0: What what would you say to a 30-year-old Christian in your team who is under pressure to put in those extra hours, but says, actually, I want to get home early this evening because I've got a Bible study to go to. Or um, actually, I think it'd be a really good thing. I promised my wife I'd take her out to dinner this evening. Uh, and they therefore opt out of a culture that says you've got to do, be there late 8.30 at night and so on. How is it for a person who, who, who makes that sort of choice?
2: I think, um, I mean, there are times when you have to do what you have to do. Um, equally, I think there's no value at all in a long hours culture. So I would always prioritise coming home for a wedding anniversary meal, and the company would, and I think you know, you, you, your colleagues would tend to work around you. Um, I've personally found it I'm hard ten- to get.
0: I'm to- tempted to bring your wife up here as a <laughs> uh, as a, uh, witness, a witness for the defence at this moment. I think. <laughs> yeah, but, you, but but do you think Christians? are under pressure to sacrifice their church life and their family life sometimes because of this pressure to get on at work. Do you think that is an issue?
2: I I don't know if it's a pressure to get on at work. I think there are certain jobs that, you know, whether it's working in a hospital where you're working Mm. um, 24-hour shifts or whatever, where people have to have different sort of lifestyles. The important bit is to find that point in the week where you can perhaps get some fellowship Mm. or take part in things. And um, you know, recognizing that everything has a season as well. Yeah.
0: Do you think it's tough for Christians to get on and get to the top because of that?
1: Uh, yes, I think it's. I think it's less so. I mean, I, you know, I come from a profession where, when I was a junior doctor, we didn't leave the hospital except to get your hair cut <laughs> once, uh, once every six months, and, it, and that's a lot. And that's a. It's, it's a much more relaxed um, working environment now. But there's pressures, um, and they and they may be academic pressures to publish papers, to do research, to to take exams, and so there are there, there are certainly are pressures that take people away from their families and take them away from um, take them away from Christian Christian um, involvement. Again, it was a lot worse in the past when people used in medicine. People used to do six months here, six months there, and it was very difficult to start and get involved in a new church. Whereas, whereas rotations now tend to sit to, to be around one particular geographical area. So, yeah, it's still hard, but it's a lot easier than it was.
0: Okay, thank you both very much. I think it'd be good just to pray for a moment for those of everybody in work, really. I think particularly to pray, we, we, we prayed for Tim, whose work you, you kind of full-time Christian work like I do as vicar. There is a, There is a... All work, as Paul has explained to us so clearly, all work is to be seen as for the Lord. But there is obviously a slight difference between those of us who are working in full time Christian organizations and those who are who, who are not. And I just wanted to pray for those of you in that situation, some of you at school, some of you studying, but for whom Monday morning means clocking in to a a Christ, and not, not a, necessarily a Christian organization. I know there are lots of people here, theological colleges, educators and so on, but just a moment to pray for those of you who, work, who are going to work tomorrow in what you might call loosely a secular situation. Father, we thank you that you, you call us to work and we thank you that work is built into your plan for our lives. And I, I pray this evening, we pray as a church family for the people around us now uh, who will be going to work tomorrow and will be men and women, uh, students, boys and girls at school who are Christian people living in a place and working in a place where most people are not Christians. And I pray that you will help everybody to stand tall for you, to know how, how to take responsibility as a Christian, how to exercise that responsibility, uh, also how to uh, serve others, perhaps over, uh, over them who are not Christians and sometimes a pain in the neck and it's difficult. And I pray that you would help each one of us to apply these things that we've heard and to be a winsome uh, presence for the Lord Jesus in, in our workplace. Uh, help us to apply What we say and do on Sundays and in our home group or our Bible study, wherever it might be, help us to apply that uh, in our workplace and to be Christians there. And we pray that as you enable us by your spirit to do that, we might be a witness, we might be an encouragement, and we might be uh, loving servants to those amongst whom we work, that your kingdom might come for Christ's sake. Amen. So thank you both very much. Thank you for sharing with us.